0: We've got some news about Apollo Express sequel, got some news about Until Dawn, we've got some news again about Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, and we are going to be reviewing the brand new TED TV show, and we've got a whole lot more in store for this show, so stay tuned, and you know what comes up next? Welcome to the Light, Camera, Rant Podcast, your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Movie buffs, TV binges, and video game fanatics to another episode of Lights Kevin Rant. And look, we've got a bit to get through today, which I'm really happy and really excited for. We've got some really good news, and we also got some Bad news about some things that unfortunately seem to be dragging on a lot longer than I thought they ever would. But, you know, it is unfortunate what it is, so we will get into that. And as you all know, we do the news and then we get into the reviews. But just a little bit of housekeeping... Last week, I had Khalil from the Comic Book Boys on the podcast. We reviewed the Echo TV show. So if you haven't gone and checked it out, please do. Um, It was really good getting him on uh, and really just breaking down Echo to the point where, you know, is this a good first product for Marvel for 2024 or are we looking at another dud straight off the bat? So please go check that out. He's always lovely to have on the show and also go check him as well. And just just the other day, we also did a trailer reaction to the brand new Indiana Jones game and the Great Circle. Now, this, I will admit, last week I did say that I thought it was a really shitty title. I still think it's a really shitty title for the game. You know, Indiana Jones and the Razor Lost Ark or the Last Crusade, the Temple of Doom, like Great Circle. Yeah, that's... um, that was the best titles that you could have. However, at the same time, the gameplay, the cinematic, what it looks like first person. It all looks really good. And hello, Mr. Mark, my words on the YouTube. Thank you for coming past. Good sir. Um, yeah. And it looks really good. Yes. It's going to have its critique, uh, critics. Cause I did see a lot of people did say, Oh yeah. You know, why isn't this third person like uncharted? And I'm like, Because they don't want it to be like uncharted. I don't understand. I don't understand. They won't be first person, which this one is. It is an Xbox exclusive and it is coming at the end of this year. So you do have to wait a little bit longer uh, for this particular game. And for me, I'm kind of looking at going, well, shit. Am I going to have to buy an Xbox? Am I going to have to? I really didn't want to, but at the same time, this game does look really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to probably buy an Xbox. So that might be my Christmas present for to me in the end of this year. However, after uh, having an engagement party and getting married, uh, after that it probably could be maybe a 2025 Christmas present to myself. But look, I will definitely put the link in the description for this episode to that trailer action. Definitely go check it out. It was a try to do more of these trailer actions and try and get more at these quicker to you guys. But I would love to know, are you excited for this Indiana Jones game or are you just going to pass this off and go, nah, this just probably looks like a cheap, just a cheap knockoff. I'm just going to go straight back to Uncharted. Now, also we also did get, which was a bit of a surprise to me, that I until uh, the boys over the Game Junction actually told me, is that Top Spin is finally making a return. Now, I know obviously, you know, there's not, uh, everyone who's a Tennis, tennis fan knows what Top Spin is. It was one of the premium Top Spin game uh, Tennis games that we used to get back in the day, uh, which I really didn't realize how long it was until I actually looked it up. It's been thirteen years since we had the last Top Spin game, which was Top Spin uh, Four. That was the last time we got it, and back in the day, it used to be Top Spin, and it used to be Smash Court Tennis. Both were really, really good. However, they've just obviously Smash Court Tennis. We haven't seen another one, and until just three days ago, Top Spin was also you know almost a dead franchise. And look, we have got Tennis games in the past, uh, AO, AO Tennis, and match point and we have got them but they they you know you know when you buy a bag of chips and half of it's empty that's how I could feel about these games it just didn't seem to hit it like these old games did so with this game coming out at the end of this year I would say probably around about October November there's no official release date or it says it's late 2024 I'd say roughly about then that's usually when the uh, same thing with the wrestling games come out for the following year. So I'd say roughly about them. Um, I'm all for this. I'm really excited. I just hope that it's just not hollow. I hope it's just an improvement. You've got everything. Everything's licensed because I can't remember which tennis game it was. There was one of them where it didn't have the licensing to all the major Grand Slam tournaments, which you know, Australian Open, US Open, Wimbledon, Roland Garris, and they were called something else, which was really like. Eh. like, you know, it's it just doesn't have that same feel when someone goes, uh, when you're playing the game and it's like, oh, you know, welcome to the Australian Open or welcome to um the Continental, North Continental, some blah, blah, blah. like, yeah, doesn't have that same ring to it, but it is indeed coming. It's on the arrival and we will be seeing this soon. So uh, there is also no, there's also the trailer that has been released is only 36 36- 30 seconds long. They've obviously tied this in for the Australian Open that's just, uh, as I'm recording this, is on at the moment uh, in my home country. So, of course, they're going to drop it, but obviously it's only 30 seconds long. This is uh, being made by Hangar Hangar 13, which is the same company that's making new upcoming Mafia game as well. Mafia, dance, it all goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. Also, I've, Now, this was semi-league, semi-not, is I saw this on, uh, it was on, it was a post that we got, but it it looked like it was for Amazon sponsoring something uh, in a different country. I don't know what language it was in, but we have the boys' uh, release date or streaming date that we were getting on June the 13th. Now, in saying that, oh, that's good shit. Nothing like a strong coffee in the morning. Uh, as I'm recording this, <laughs> so as we all know, The Boys season four is releasing this year. It will be a sequel to. Uh, it will be a sequel to Gen V as well. So, The Boys season four premiere date is June the 13th. Uh, hopefully, and we haven't got a really official confirmation for that, but that is when it is meant to be dropping, according to this post. Look, it's in line with how they've done the rest of the seasons. It's been roughly about the June every single year, I think, except for Gen V, of course. So I'm really excited for this. It's just – I know everyone's like, oh, we knew it was coming. What's so important about the release date? just know when it's coming. When. That's the most important thing is because it could could be June the 29th or June the 1st. So June the 13th, lock it in. Boys Season 4 will be dropping. And I – There's just gonna be so much that we're gonna that's gonna be in this. Just that trailer that we saw. There's so I'm like, it gave me more questions than answers. Of course it's gonna do that, but I'm so excited for this. Also, now I don't know how many people are gonna be like, uh, oh no, we're not gonna get a season two. Oh shit. Uh, She-Hulk. Uh she-Hulk Season 2, Tanya has has said in a recent interview she does not believe she, She-Hulk Season 2 will be greenlit due to the massive budget it took. And they believe that it completely blew out the budget. Now, in retrospect, apparently it was about $2, about $2 million per episode of this show. And She-Hulk was longer than the average uh, Marvel TV show. So... And with its views being very wary to being this being a disappointment per, uh, compared to being this being an absolute win, uh, I don't think She-Hulk is going to get another... She-Hulk's not going to get to see another live day. I definitely want to see her character. I want to see her again. I want to see her in Avengers. I want to see her team up with superheroes uh, and all the new Avengers, all of that. But if anyone's holding their breath for a season two... You're more more likely gonna get Moon Knight season two than She-Hulk season two due to that enormous budget. Uh but look, it's she did a great job. She-Hulk is a good character. I know there's probably gonna be a lot of people in the comments being like, I don't know, we shit. How could you give it you know, you know Avengers Dead after Endgame, blah, 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 all that crap. I'm like, you I, I always say like you think Marvel is shit at the moment? go have a look over the fence, go have a look at DC, and then come back to me and sit your ass down. Because we all know it's shitty over the other side of the fence until James Gunn kicks off his new DC universe, which is not happening until the end of mid-2025. And that's still just one film out of the first phase, Gods and Monsters. Also, this is something I was really excited for, that it's rumoured there's going to be a a Star Wars What If TV show very similar to the Marvel one uh, that we have beginning season one and season two. And I feel like Star Wars is the perfect platform, perfect franchise that you could do this What If series with. There is so much you could do with this, you know. Uh, what happens if it was Obi-Wan instead of Anakin joining the dark side? What if Obi-Wan did fail his mission? What if it was Ahsoka on Mustafa versus Anakin? What if Anakin was saved? What if Anakin defeated the Emperor and didn't join, still did the Empire? What if Pan lived? There is just so much that you can do with Star Wars in the wave series. And if you type in What If... Into Google. There is so many different posters, fan art of every of different scenarios, that you can look at and go, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. So if this is true, I would be so excited for this. However, in saying that, we most likely will not see this until 2025. 2025 at least, because uh, you know, this year we've got acolytes, we've got uh skeleton crew, and we've got a th- Third show, but I am completely—it's missing on the top of my tongue what the third show is going to be. Um, <laughs> but we're already getting that full slate this year. But Star Wars, what if? There's just so much on the plate that you can do with this, and I can already hear the comments in my head of people saying this is a lot better than the Marvel What If. It just depends on the anime star and what stories they they are picked to do this entire season, uh, but. It's an absolute absolute win. Uh, uh Yeah, Star Wars probably uh Eric on the YouTube, yes, Star Wars probably is the most likely probably to get a what if series aside from Marvel, but uh game you want you want a Game of Thrones? What if what if uh TV show? Oh what Game of Thrones, what if the last season was good, I think. I feel like that's going to be the biggest what if everyone was going to be asking for. But yeah, look like at yeah, all the title properties that we do have. Star Wars would be the best one to have the what if. I can't. I guess the Star Trek you could do, but that's, yeah, I feel like Star Trek, I think, yeah, have done a bit of a what if before. Um, I'm trying. Pixar, I don't think we need a what if for. Uh, Disney, you could, you could do a Disney what if series, you know, with um with all the Disney characters, you know, for example, you know, Peter Pan, um, Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, all of them, which they've crossed before, but you could do a what if on, on a series on that. But Star Wars needs a what if needs a what if uh, TV show ASAP. It's what we're clamoring for. It's what we need. There's so many questions. There's so you can pump five seasons out for a Star Wars what if. With how much content there is, uh, but I want to know if there was a Star Wars what if TV series. What episodes would you want to see? Uh, what you know? What uh, events do you want to see? Definitely let me know. I'll be very curious to see what everyone says. Also, for Until Dawn fans, now, uh, now this video game is uh, obviously a PlayStation game, it came out a few years ago. But we've got now obviously PlayStation Productions, PlayStation Studios is ramping up its production on, uh, on obviously turning their IPs into movies. Uh, Eric on YouTube, I know, I know that's what. I set myself up for what I said I did. I mean, seriously, there are many crazy twists and turns that I had going differently, would have changed. Well, that's true. I still think, yeah, go, uh, like what if Jon Snow didn't come back from the dead, for example? Imagine the ramifications for that. That's true. So stuff like stuff like that for what if series in, in Game of Thrones, I would be happy to see. Um, stuff like that. I know I'm probably always a bit mean about season six final, but I can – like. As you know, Eric, I, we can see the comments. We can see what everyone, as soon as they say, what if season, uh, what if season in Game of Thrones, you know exactly what all the comments are going to pour in about. And there'll be like 30 about season six and then one about an actual thing like what you just said. Another 40 about season six and then something like that. That's the shitty thing. Uh, but yeah, so back until till dawn. Now, this was. Um, now, this horror, horror game, this most likely is getting, into was most likely, it is being turned into a real life movie. And it's expected that Rami Malik, uh, Hayden Perrot, she, she is all expected to return for the upcoming movie. There is no release date. It's currently scripted, but it is in production. And this is something that we have to get used to a lot more is that more video game IP is getting turned to movies. As I've said previously, video game IP uh, video game franchises is the next big goldmine mine that mo- that Hollywood is going to go milk ridiculously. Uh, because as I said, you know, Western's obviously was done a very, very long time ago, but superheroes is semi almost getting, I would say, getting to its later half being overly milked. There's too much of it, even though this year we're getting to seeing a very little superhero movies this year, but it's going to be the next big thing. As we've seen what happened with The Last of Us, Twisted Metal, Sonic, it's all an absolute win. Fallout TV shows right around the corner. And don't forget the God of War TV show is is currently being made up at Amazon Prime, which is going to be perfect, I I hope. But with Amazon Prime money, it better be good. Now, this is is something I wasn't expecting at all, but okay. Um, So, uh, Gary... Uh, The Gary, I can't say his last name. My bad. A producer. He's uh, currently working on a new project with um, Tom Hanks uh, up on Apple TV, and he also worked with Tom Hanks on Polar Express. Now, a question did come up during a recent interview is for Polar, will there be a Polar Express sequel? Which he says that's currently being worked on at the moment. Now, the Polar Express is a classic Christmas film that I do love. I went to the the theaters for this. Uh, compared to when it did come out, animation is a little bit shaky at the moment uh, compared to everything else that's standard. But Apollo Express sequel, it might be in the works. And we might see it. If karen has been worked on, obviously there's no guarantee it's going to be greenlit um, and will be coming. Uh, If it is coming, you'll probably look at 2026, 2027. But I would love to know, do you want to see Apollo Express sequel? Where would they go with this? How's it going to be a different... I don't even know, like, it would just be next generation, have to be just the next generation of kids jumping onto the Polar Express. Uh, yes, Eric on YouTube, yes, give us the Polar Express sequel. It would be hilarious. Question is, do you want us to use the same in animation as the original or do you want them to update it? <laughs> That's the question. Um, but, yeah, I guess it would just have to be a next generation thing. I can't say I've ever watched the Polar Express and gone, you know what? that needs a sequel that really needs a sequel i don't know why no one's touched this but for everyone who's who's always wanted a sequel your 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 pre- prayers are probably about to be answered it is being worked on what it's going to look like is the million dollar question now i would have to say uh eric on youtube i might even i mean even if they update it will still be creepy it'll still be creepy Yeah, even if they update the animation, I feel like it'll still be creepy. They have to keep it being that creepy. (laughs) Mm. Now, this is something I can't believe I read. I opened my Instagram. I saw this headline straight away, and I thought, wow, that's the last thing I thought I was going to see today. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy beat Call of Duty in 2023 in sales in, in the U.S. last year. I cannot believe that. So there is more potheads than Call of Duty fans. So Call of Duty, unfortunately, has had a bad swing last year with A, them getting beaten by Hogwarts, and B, having such a burn moment at the Gammy Awards, thanks to Kratos. But yes, there is more people bought Hogwarts Legacy last year than by Modern Warfare 3. Now, there is multiple different sides to this. One, Call of Duty needs to do a completely restructure. They're, they're, the games are getting bad reviews. They're not looking too great. There is word the next Call of Duty that's coming out this year uh, is apparently going to be Black Ops 4. Uh, and it's been in production for about two to three years. So this is mostly going to be a really good game, which I do hope, and not just what we got with Call of Duty Modern Warfare well 3. The second thing is that the Hogwarts Legacy is one of those games that even for people who aren't normal gamers, still bought the game and played it. Like, I know a couple of people who did actually play this game. don't play any other game. don't play anything else, but still picked up, played the Hogwarts Legacy and and played it. So, uh, Eric on the YouTube again, honestly, maybe I'm out of touch with gaming community, but I do feel like Call of Duty for a long time has been one of those franchises that's just oversaturated and becoming repetitive. Dude, you're hundred percent right, and that's why. It's just it's just reskin, add a little bit more, pump it out, pump it out, pump it out. Now there is a lengthy story on uh on the conditions of Activision, and there's also words that might be restructuring uh because of what was the acquisition with Microsoft. So there's a lot that might be happening to Call of Duty, but look, it's it's something it's just glad to see something else take over that past or besides call of duty that hopefully this will send a message to them that fact that you know you need to do something you need to change or are your sales going to keep declining and obviously they're just going to go with black ops well i won't comment if they're doing black ops for because depending on how they do make it whether or not i'm going to buy it of course uh but no I can't believe I did see the Hogwarts beat Call of Duty. Uh, So it'll be very interesting to see what's going to be the highest-grossing video game for this year. Um, But that's just something I never thought I would see at all. Now, this is also very interesting as well. So Power World. So Power World is a game that's just come out. Now, Power World is a game where someone was playing Pokemon and said, you know what would be really good with Pokemon? Guns. Guns, guns! You know, I want to see Pikachu, Pikachu, have an SMG or an AK forty-seven. That's a great idea, mate. Why don't we make that? And you have Power World. Now, not only is Power World done extremely well, Power World has sold one million copies in eight hours to the point where their servers are struggling to maintain how many people are playing the game at the moment. And I just saw on I think it was IGN or it was one of the game pages I follow on how the quickest way. For you to be able to get a gun and start using it with uh straight away so i think this is just a combination of multiple franchises together it's you know it's an investment people going to pay who are those pokemon players and it's also someone who wants a little bit different a little bit action so yes you can have your pokemon on your shoulder you can have a gun. You can shoot other Pokemon, and your Pokemon can shoot other Pokemon as well in this completely open world game. I have no idea what to say about that, but if you definitely, if you have tried it, please let me know. How has your experience been? How has this been going? Have you how many Pokemon or Power World monsters have you caught? But yes, that's a uh, Look, I, for me, I think most of all, regardless of what the, um, regardless of what the premises of the game, I think it's great to see that this type of game, um, from this developer, uh, nothing not for coming from a major, major, major triple A tile game, has made a shit ton of money and done that so well because I think this hasn't been in development for a very long time. Now, also, uh, now this is interesting with Madam Web. So, Madam Web is—we've got report that it's going to be in—it's going to be based in 2003. It's going to be standalone, and apparently, that now this is just a rumor that originally it was going to be Andrew Garfield that was going to be the Spider-Man, of the Sonyverse. However, they pivot to pivot to going to Tom Holland, and they had to strip away all the references to Spider-Man because. The timelines didn't line up, and if it's based in 2003, yes, yes, it doesn't line up at all. Um, so it won't won't work. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, with Sony, you're making Sony, you're making a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, or we're getting Evil Spider-Man, which we've seen on the trailers. This is come This is about to come out. This is coming out in Feb. It's right around the corner. Uh, it's projected to have one of the worst superhero openings for Sony, but this is where I think it won't. Because currently right now, with this being a very limited superhero year, that there is not much competition, this is Sony's year. Sony's year is 2024. With this, Kraven the Hunter, Venom 3, and because there isn't as much choice, uh, they're going to take the cake, and everyone's going to come into this uh and you're going to get you're going to want to see this because people're going to you know you want to watch your superhero films and just like me I'm going to go see it and I will give you my camera review if it's a big pile of shit or you need to miss this or again Sony is just awful and need to just give up the rights I will let you know that as well how uh eric how the uh, did they think two thousand three made sense? But Peter Parker not even being born, I'm guessing. Uh no. So Peter Parker won't be born, and this is going and uh, it's going to be a early twenties Ben and May Parker in this. So technically, this is going to be a prequel to Spider Man. Yeah, sorry, it is going to be a prequel to Spider Man. It just hurts my head it just hurts my head when I try and figure this out. And when you're going to be watching it, like I feel like I'm still going to be like banging my head after this and be like, what the does watch? That's what I feel like it's going to be. So it's going, Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'd love to know. What do you guys think? You excited for this at all? This is just like crossing a tick off to see the next superhero film. Now now this is now this is something that uh, I feel very I feel bad for Alec Baldwin on this. It, this has been a very trauma for a very long time now. Um I think it's nearly been about two years ago now that unfortunately we had an incident on an upcoming um upcoming movie called Rust uh Eric. Uh Eric Oh wait, I guess Tom Holland Peter is supposed to be, so maybe they were playing for his version somehow. I don't know, lol. I don't know. I don't know what Sony's doing. It's just going to be interesting to see what the hell after that movie and how much is connected and how much is like what the, what the hell. Um. So yes, sorry. Uh, a few years ago, an upcoming movie that was getting worked on, Alec Baldwin was uh in it. He was shooting in Mexico called Rust. You now, unfortunately, very similar to what happened. Uh, on the set of The Crow with Brennan Lee is that one of the stunts went wrong and the director got shot and she died. Now, it's been a long-going investigation, uh, repeating on on what happened with the stunt team, what happened with the gun, um, just on and on, and, you know, poor Alec Baldwin on what's happened. Um, However, I did feel, I thought the case for this was, was completely closed and done, However, that wasn't. However, apparently, that isn't the case. That new charges have been placed uh, against Alec Baldwin um, due to the shooting, and potentially, if he's found guilty of this new proceedings, he could be having jail. He could be in jail for about eighteen months. And look, I look if it if it, it says it was an accident. All the things says it was an accident. It being an accident. Um, I do feel really sorry for him because this is something that, you know, he, he's never going to 100% recover for. We're probably never going to see him in the next major, major film ever, major blockbuster film again. And, you know, it's when you're going to think about Alec Baldwin, um, you know, this is going to come up in conversation every time we talk about his career. And that's, that's he's had a, a great career, but it's just, it's just a darn shame the fact that, you know this is going to come up and not be, I guess, a stain is the right word on his career. And you know it's nothing he it's nothing, it's nothing he could do. You know, if it was an accident, it's an accident. That's the hard thing. So I look, I do feel, I do feel for the man and what's happening. Um, and I, my, my wishes to everything to do with his family, his friends. Um, and him going through this time i just hope the fact that uh he doesn't yeah the truth comes in July day and that's what i'd like to say and i do feel sorry for him but you know it, these accidents shouldn't be happening in 2020 2022 or 2021 that happened it shouldn't be happening now um I'd like to say uh, hi, Ray Renee on the uh, Twitch. Thank you very much for coming past. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I do feel so feel for Alec Baldwin, Uh and wish him all as I wish him all the best. Now let's get into something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, let's get into our review today, which is Ted. Ted is the prequel TV show to Ted One and Two. Uh, directed and written by Seth MacFarlane. Now, Ted came out in uh, 2013, uh, sorry, 2012 for Ted, 2015 for Ted 2, and it's the, the the wisecracking, foul-mouthed teddy bear that was brought to life because of a wish. Now, Seth MacFarlane uh, has, again, has directed and written this TV show. Now, the funny thing is that uh, he was asked, you know, what made you want to do this TV show? And he said that Peacock came knocking on his door and was like, I, We want you to make a TED TV show. Now, this t- this TV show only goes for seven episodes. Uh, the runtime for each episode ranges from 22 minutes to 45 minutes. It's currently streaming on Peacock, and for Australia, it's streaming on Binge. Um, so it, you could smash it out. You could smash it out on a weekend. You could definitely smash it out in a day. I smashed it on. Uh, three days while trying to also play Spider Man at the same time. Uh, trying yeah, to try play Spider Man at the same time, trying to do that. And so we pick up this. He's based in 1993. We get to see uh, Ted and John um, try and go through school with his family and and with Ted. So the promise for this what happens is uh, Ted smashes the TV. Causes a lot of damage. Fires a gun, and he's de- and John's dad says you're going to go to school with him, which turns into a whole bunch of adventures with John. Now, I I, I was very interested when this got announced because I thought, oh, really, a TED TV show? Like it's been a while, obviously since 2015, and I just thought, you know, really, do we really need this? Or how is this going to look as a TV show? And honestly, if you like TED one two If you like Family Guy, like American Dad, you like Seth MacFarlane's Humor, uh, Million million Ways Die in the West, you're going to like this. Um, I found myself still laughing and uh, loving each episode that did come out. Um, Even though it was so short, I still really, really enjoyed it. Even my partner's partner laughed a couple of times and she's like, why are you watching this? I'm like, because it's funny. And I'm like, yes, I do understand. I will say this, bro, that I know that the humor doesn't suit everybody. It's not yeah, – I feel like humor is very much, um, you know, it's different people with different tastes. You know, some people like this, some people like that. You know, a lot of people can't stand Family Guy, get better like American Dad. And it, So I do understand that. But if you do enjoy, enjoy that type of humor, you're going to like Ted. And even though it is based in the 90s, we do uh, – the jokes are still very relevant today. Uh, we do have Blair, his uh, he's, he's cousin, who does a bit of the social commentary uh, about, you know, equality, um, injustice, and about um, rights. You know, we, she does mention all that, and she basically – she's sort of like the voice of reason throughout the uh, show – because uh, obviously uh, John's parents were old school 90s, You know, this is the way we did things. This is how they've done this, and uh, his mum Susan's a stay-at-home mum. So it's very interesting how that dynamic goes around. And obviously, we see John have um, issues with school, with bullies, with Clive, which turns into another mess, <laughs> and a weirdly weird two dads kind of scenario. Uh, and then obviously them. He wants to start uh, doing drugs, does weed. There's a lot of references. This does uh, place perfectly for the TED TV show on both. Um, him wanting to watch uh, all the addiction of porn on his um, laptop, then them doing weed, the Thunder Buddies. Also, spoilers, spoilers left, right, and center. Spoilers, 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 I will say that before someone in the comments asks up to me and is like, you saying We're going to spoil Like. Come on, the show dropped nearly a week ago. (laughs) Nearly a week ago. So you can hold your horses. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of references to the TED TV show, so it does place it perfectly. I thought the CGI with TED was perfect. Apparently, uh, Seth MacFarlane did about, uh, what was it, about 4,000 hours? No, sorry, 44 hours of motion cap for the TV show uh, for TED, Um, And, yeah, I didn't didn't find myself, you know, obviously anything like with Ted, as you do, you always, like, look to see moments in the TV show or the movie where things don't match up um, or things look funny. But, no, every time Ted's standing next to John or he's doing something, he's in the shower, yes, he's in the shower, he's fine. It doesn't seem they've done the CGI on that really well. Uh, Same with the Ted 1 and 2. I didn't really find any scenes that was a little bit, like, iffy on, so that was really good. And the entire entire family dynamic, uh, all the acting from everybody was really good and really funny. There's a scene where um, Ted and Jot are in school and – sorry, in class, and his mother, Susan, has come to teach class to try out teaching because she's always wanted to do it. And there's this girl that picks on her – And Ted just lays into her, just lays right into her about her nose job, her boyfriend, cheerleading, all of this. And it's almost one of those moments like, yeah, you know what? I wish I could have done that to some of the some of the dicks in school and just laid into her. And it's just it's funny because even like John Taylor, whoa, that's so dark. He's like, whoa, did I go too far? Uh, And there's moments like that. It's just really, you know, it's still, it's just still funny. And obviously dad, the Maddie, who uh, he just sometimes struggles with, you know, no one listens to me in the house or, you know, what's this? Everybody wants this or, you know, what's, everyone's entitled to everything. And then towards the end is an episode where he wishes someone in the house would, someone in the house would always back him up. And Dennis, the truck comes alive. Yes, I know what I'm saying. Dennis, the truck comes alive, um, comes alive and starts agreeing to everything to him. But then turns into a mess, and then finds out that the truck <laughs> finds out the truck uh, also swings the other way, which is a surprise to the entire family. Um, so even these antics we do. Oh, there's also a scene with uh, one of Blair's teachers that I was. For. I was not expecting it. Completely left field. You think it's gonna be um, I know the teacher wants to sleep with the student. No, no, it's more teacher wants to sleep with the bear. I'll leave it with that. So yes, this TV show is M-A-R-A, depending on uh, depending on which country we're in. And to me, to me, I just think this was actually a really solid, uh, a really solid TV show. And, you know, obviously with these TV shows, you get to the point, regardless if it's six episodes, seven episodes, four episodes, you always feel back to the, get that low point where you're like, oh, this is just a little bit of filler. Nah, didn't feel it. Every episode uh, it does have a continuation the way through, but every episode just builds on every uh, on every single episode. Probably one of the little gripes I did have was that the first episode is only 22 minutes long. Yet the final is 40, 41 minutes long. Uh, I, remember I busted through the first three episodes so quickly. I was like, wow, this is really quick. Uh, and that's what I mean. That's why you can go through it. You, know, you, you can really just uh, smash through this TV show. Um, but to Farm on point. Um, the actor who played John, he did Fantastic. And you can very much look at him and look at Mark Wahlberg and go, yep, that's exactly the same. Uh, and Blair was a great addition to the TV show. It's a TV show as well. I just think overall, if you are talk about humor, you're going to love the TV show. Now, the big question is, do I want to see a season two? If they don't make a season two, I'm not gutted. I'm not like, no, no, no. Why haven't they made it? I feel like just that season alone, it does is really good. And if they don't make one, I'm fine with it. But if they do make it, I'm all up for it. Currently, right now, it has an 8.1 on IMDb. It is the best streamed original Peacock TV show ever since Peacock, uh, its first inception. So there's a lot of warrant and merit to make a season two. It's obviously up to Seth MacFarlane if he wants to go down that road because obviously you know. He likes to do more passion projects than just pumping out a sequel or pumping out something for no particular reason. And I know a lot of people would probably say, oh, we're a family guy. That's just kidding. Family Guy is still popular. That's the thing. Family Guy is still popular. It's still making the ratings. It's still getting that. So that's still going really well. And obviously with American Dad as well. And with... Oh, I can't remember the other show. Uh... Oh, my God, it's in the tip of my tongue. Space, the Star Trek rip-off TV show he did. Um, oliveville which I can't actually remember if that's that's actually finished or not, but a show like that. So my recommendation is definitely give Ted a go if you do like it. It definitely is a quick turnaround time to smash it out. It is a lot of fun. Um, just depending on whether or not you're going to watch it with uh, your parents in the room is up to you. Don't worry. There's no. There's nothing too gross or too... Nerdy about it. It's just a couple of scenes. You're like, whoa, what the, what the, what the, what the hell? It's just a couple of scenes like that. Um, but the rest is, you know, the rest is really solid. And as I mentioned, I was going a bit nervous, going, oh, what's this going to turn out like? Because, you know, sometimes when a movie turns a TV show, like you're just like, oh, this is going to be the and miss, or this is going to be really crap. So, look, that's my review for the TED TV show. And, look, I want to say thank you very much for everyone who came past this particular episode. Uh, Also, I will have a small announcement next week. It's nothing major, but something that's going to be a little helpful on the YouTube and Facebook and Instagram as well, which I can't wait to show you guys in full. But as always, I want to say thank you very much. And until next time, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Light Camera Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.